Welcome to the ICBC Roundtable Podcast, brought to you each time you push play. You're going to be listening to three guys you might just want to listen to. First off, author, educator, and ICBC senior pastor, Cody Hale. Next is ICBC worship and discipleship pastor, hailing from Chulapinny, Alabama, Andrew Nunnerly. And finally, our host and everyone's best friend, ICBC student and outreach pastor, John the Beard Blatton. Thank you all so much for joining us again. I know it's been a couple of weeks, but we are back. ICBC Podcast uh, is back, and we are we are ready to roll, right? Ready to roll, man. We have a lot. Let's let it happen. Yes, we have go, a lot man. to Just cover. Go let it rip. Let's go. Uh, we're going to try to yeah, we're going to try to cover that uh, in uh, all of this. Maybe not. Maybe it'll be uh, next week, but or next time. Let's not do next week. But I always want to introduce ourselves. Um, to my left is our worship pastor and discipleship pastor Andrew Nunnally. Of course, to my right is our lead pastor, Cody Hill, and in the middle, stuck in the middle Everybody's with me, <laughs> John Bland. So uh, thank you all so much for joining <laughs> us uh, this week. So let's just start off. We're at episode nine, and I feel like as we go on, we're going to be covering some pretty, in, I think, pretty intense topics, uh, I think. That's where we want to roll. That's where we want to go. Scared dog? I know. Seriously. <laughs> Um, but let's let's just our main our not our main talk just our funny talking points this week. So, I mean, we've missed a lot. That's a whole lot. Uh, yeah, in our podcast, and, and that's fine. Uh, I know there's a lot of podcasts out there that cover those things and probably do a better job than we do. But no. we have to uh, we have to mention make I'm mention concerned. we've meant uh, we've missed Kanye for president. I think I'm about to throw my hat in the ring. <laughs> Cody for president now. No. Um, you don't uh, see a lot of Codys. You know, because you can't really take a Cody seriously. I don't think many people that name their kids Cody go to the Ivy League. I think that's part of it too. Maybe what Cody people think like step by step, they get to live in the van, the driveway. Yes, that's what I think of. By the way, I met uh, the actual Uncle Rico yesterday at Packsack. Oh, did you? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'm so sorry. I know we're on a podcast. <laughs> This is like a voicemail with Andrew. <laughs> no, had, that would be something good. Yes. Share some of his I voicemails. Did, yeah. I, I have a picture of my dad that my mom sent earlier, and I can't. We can't share it. <laughs> but it's of him in a wig, and he looks like Bill Gaither. It is fantastic. Really, <laughs> Mike, I'm excited to see this. So, yes. we'll share that later. I don't um, know if we can put that out publicly, but no, it's, he uh, uh, he he came uh, same same kind of van as Uncle Rico. Even had a. Uh, jersey on as Uncle Rico. Oh That's pretty good, right? For those that are listening, <laughs> we just saw a picture of uh, Andrew's dad in a wig. That's fantastic. Oh, this is great for you listening. We can't share that. I don't know why. I don't know why we're saying. Anyway, so, well, we have missed a lot. We have missed a lot. Several weeks. So, um, for instance, uh, Andrew, you finally are getting a sleep study. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's that the date was for that? Odd, uh, what's the name for that? What's the date for a that? sleep study? Um, August the 5th, I think. So Wednesday night. Yeah, we can't wait to stream that live. Yeah, so... Did uh, you tell them that you sleep in your own room? I told them that I slept in a cat onesie. <laughs> uh, and they said it wasn't a big deal as long as they could unzip from here to here. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, they just had to get some stuff on me. So I did I did have a little bit of a awkward moment when... Uh, when I was, I was there and I was sitting down, the doctor came in and 
said, asked me to move to the, the you know the big chair with the paper on it, which is always a weird thing. It is. You, you never know how quick to transition. Yeah, you know you're going to move to that anyway, but you don't want to sit there. You don't know how long he's going to be there, and you don't want right. the whole time. That's right. And so he, when I stood up to move, he looked at me, oh. And I was like, oh, is that a good all? You didn't tell us about this. I did tell you this. And, not, not this. And he said, uh, I feel like we're getting more details. No, this is it. He said, uh, you, you're not, you don't look like the, um, <laughs> yeah. the n- normal patient. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is that a good thing? He's like, you know, like, you know, being a, you know, short note, short neck. And I was like, <laughs> like you said I got a long neck. I mean, what? <laughs> it's like, come on, giraffe. I'll pull the table. And then so then I explained the situation where my my friend who I was sleeping with at the time. <laughs> In the bunk. In the bunk. Sorry. <laughs> thought I was going to die. We're keeping all this I in. love water. <laughs> thought I was going to die. Not as much as I do. Uh, <laughs> thought I was going to die in my sleep because I wasn't breathing. And then I went back. That friend is John Black. That friend is John. Yes, by the way. And I'll, I'll throw you in the bus. By the way, uh, thank you, Keith. Keitha, uh, Smitten. I'll put you as a reference on there. And so they should be sending you a goodie bag or something. <laughs> Um, Free toothbrush. A toothbrush or a, um, you know, one of the, like a, like a. Maybe some nasal strips. Yeah, I was thinking like a, uh, like a scented thing to put in your. Oh, like a scentsy. Uh, yeah, so you smell like something different. Anyway, um, so once I told them that, told them that you thought I was going to die, I thought my wife, my wife thought I was going to die, and finally it just, you know, that my, both my parents have it. So. And we're back. Uh, <laughs> but it was a, uh, it was, it was an interesting time there. And, uh, but we go on the fifth and I stay the whole night in the Tyler Center. So, uh, if you guys want to come hang out with me, that'd be sweet. Man, I can't I'm going to come read you a bedtime story. <laughs> yeah. I told them I, I'm going to have to read, uh, some type of Bible story to somebody that night. So some, we, somebody's going to be listening. Can we come in there with you? I don't know if you can stay the night with Is you. That, no, I don't want to stay the night with you. I'm just saying like, come in there at least get you some probably come pictures. to the lobby. Can we just hang out for a minute? Yeah, just talk. I bet I can get you guys in. Can we do like a? I mean, we're technically we're somebody we know that that come live. Yes. We'll do a podcast yeah. from the sleep. That's what I'm saying. I see we live. So I'm saying the right there center. in your onesie and everything. Anyway, but it's there. We're ready. My cat onesie's on. I'm getting it dry cleaned, ready to go. Um, <laughs> Extra starch. Yeah, I'll do the next uh, podcast in it. <laughs> That's fantastic. So you have to watch it. You can't just listen to it. That's the one I put a picture of. We voted you in as a worship pastor. Why in the world? Is, I don't even know where it came from. It's my father-in-law. But I mean, like, so I mean, I can't remember the picture that was posted. I think it was like Holly and I. Whenever I got voted in at Iron City, but yours has to be the best picture of, of when we the best. somebody in. I, mean, I didn't like, have enough street cred at the time only yeah, the best. Yeah. to pull that It was very formal. Out. Mine was formal, but yeah. man, man, when you posted Andrew, I was like, man, this is great. And right there on the Iron City's page and everything. It was fabulous. I think we, we need to re- reshare that. You know, we never went out to eat for my McConnell's staff, by the way. Yeah. Just want to bring that back up. Maybe we, can, we can't afford where you'd like to go. That's where we're headed. That'll be later on in the podcast. Um, but no, so let's kind of transition um, to uh, kind of our main topic. You know, we... Uh, let me just set it this way. So, if I was at a D group meeting uh, this past or last Thursday, and uh, we had a, a gentleman come up to us and just said, "Hey, um, do you mind, uh, uh, you know, having a, a conversation?" That he he led off with, uh, "What must I do uh, to be saved?" And so he said it just like that. He said it just like that. You know, what must I do to be saved? And so we, you know, knowing that most people are not really going to. Uh, come up and God, say evangelism that. would happen like that. Would yeah, that uh, and you know? and so and, and so I automatically you know my guard was up. I automatically knew that this is not going to go where the rest of my guys are wanting it to go. And so right there in front of uh, our D group and everybody, we just tend to have a theological conversation. And of course, he 
starts uh, bringing up scripture of, uh, of different things. And so I noticed his translation and, and him and I's translation was a little bit different and uh, nothing wrong with that in a sense. But we got to talking about a certain scripture. And so I, I, I pointed to it. So let's, let's take a break for a second. Let's look at what the original uh, Greek translation of this is and let's apply it to that. Well, whenever I said the original Greek translation for the words that were that was part of that scripture, it was almost it was a disconnect of I know what you're saying, but that's not what my Bible says. And so, um, you know, we uh, the, the title of our our podcast today is our modern Bible translations trustworthy. And so, you know, Pastor, I want to 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 swing this over to you, um, and we can kind of talk about the conversation later on. But I mean. We we preach, and what we say uh, here is, you know, translations wise, like what's whatever the the best translation for you, and the, the best translation that you do better with, that's the one you you sh- you should go with. We don't within we don't certain within certain yeah we don't preach that you have to have this certain translation in order to right. be saved or be a Christian or have a relationship with Christ. Or to have the Word of God in your hands. Exactly, right? Yeah. And so we have elders who preach out of different translations than, than what you and I do or Andrew or whatever. And so, uh, and which is totally fine. It's fine with that. But yeah. where we, I think, sometimes go the other way is where it can be dangerous. And so I want, I want you to expand on that. And so Andrew and I are going to kind of, kind of, um, come in from time to time but just sure. just start us off like maybe set that up better if you, if you yeah, no, I, so I think there's a lot of confusion out there for faithful Christians um, you'll see like a meme on Facebook and all right and it'll say the NIV has these verse these verses and the KJV has these these verses and the NIV will be missing words that are in the KJV version right and I think a faithful Christian sees that and a faithful Christian wants to live in submission to the word of God and they want to obey the word of God and, and they love the word of God and so when they see that there are words missing out of this translation that are not in, that are in this translation it makes them call into question right and of course we know that behind those memes is an agenda Right, like behind behind memes like that is an agenda. Someone trying to advocate um, a particular position that I think is unhealthy uh, and unhelpful. So I think there's questions in the minds of a lot of Christians as to okay, the the ESV, the NIV, the NASB. Like, are those trustworthy because they have less verse, fewer verses, and fewer words in them than maybe the King James Bible? And what I want to do is hopefully maybe provide some insight into why I think the modern translations are trustworthy. I, I myself, I preach and read uh, and study from an ESV, and I have found it to be really, really, really helpful um, as far as being reliable and being understandable at the same time. So, so why is it? Because it's not untrue, okay? Yeah. If you have a King James Version of the Bible, which I think is a great translation of the Bible. Like, I think it's really, really sound. Like uh, you were talking about our elders. So like I preach out of the ESV, but Tony Snyder's one of our elders, and he preaches out of the KJV because that's what he studied, and that's what he's memorized the scriptures from, and that's he's familiar with it. It, yeah. it, it makes sense to him, right? Uh, John Hall, who preached last Sunday, he preaches out of the NKJV. Yeah. And those are all sound, sound translations. But 
the confusion over the number of words that can be disconcerting if you think that okay they're striking out things that are that are critical doctrines or they're striking out things because they make the that they're they're offensive to modern sensibilities i think those are kind of the accusations that are typically made when that is not the case at all okay so so you have to understand that the KJV was translated more than 400 years ago. It was translated by 40, 46, 47 world-class scholars, and their goal was to bring and to advance the work of William Tyndale so that they could be uh, able to provide a reliable translation to the English-speaking empire, right, which was expanding and incredibly the most influential empire um, that perhaps the world had ever seen at that point. And so it was an incredible gift of grace. But they were operating from an original manuscript. See, the, the scriptures aren't originally English, right? Like we, we typically know that. The, the scriptures were originally written in their modern in their modern context of Hebrew in the Old Testament and Greek in the New Testament with some Aramaic mixed in there as well, right? So all the versions of the Bible that we're talking about have been have went through the hands of translators, right? So they were operating from a Greek translation called the Textus Receptus, which is a really good, a really strong translation, uh, a really strong Greek manuscript. And they and so they were operating from. Well, when you're dealing with ancient literature, the way that you can, what you want to do to have the most reliable and trustworthy translation possible, or the most reliable and trustworthy copy possible, is you want to you want to be based upon the oldest manuscripts that you can find. Right? It makes sense that if something was written in 100 A.D., that if you can find something that if you can find a copy of that literature from 105 A.D., that's pretty sound. Whereas if you find one at the oldest that you could find was from 500 A.D then there might be more alterations that have taken place over, over periods of time. And you also have to understand that the, that the New Testament was given more than a thousand years, more than a thousand years before the printing press was invented. Okay, so the way that they would, the, the way the early church would distribute and disseminate these uh, the early manuscripts is they were handwriting them right like they had and it was a, a labor of love and of passion and so they would they were there and they were under persecution by the way at the time and they were here in these in their in their in their homes and gathering in their church and they're they're writing so that they can distribute them for all of the church to come now if you've ever copied something by hand what do you know that happens. You skip a you word. Skip, yeah. You accidentally you're you're copying this line and then you skip over a line, right? Or maybe as you're copying it, you'll you'll make a, a note about something that really speaks to you in the in the manuscript. But then when that gets copied again, what happens? That note that, that you wrote in the margin actually gets integrated into the text, right? It's good, it's true, it's 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 trustworthy, but it's not original, right? It's not original. And so this happens over generations. And praise God that the Lord, through his sovereignty and by his grace, he distributed and he protected. In fact, out of all of the ancient works of literature that, that exist, we have more copies and older copies of the Bible than virtually any other. We're talking about Homer's Iliad, and we're talking about Oedipus, and we're talking about all of these really ancient works we have far more reliable, far older versions of the Bible than we have on any of those. But what happened is, is over periods of time, due to the hand copying, 
we, what we call variants or, or things that would be variations of the original autographs begin to find their way into the text inadvertently over the course of the church's history. And sometimes perhaps there was even a decision by someone who wanted to really clarify a point of doctrine. He might integrate a thought, right? And so the Textus Receptus came from what we would call a Byzantine era uh, of, of manuscripts. Well, over the last 400 years, incredible God-given discoveries of older manuscripts that we would consider, what that we would uh, say come from the Alexandrian era, which predates the Byzantine era. era. You might think of uh, like the uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls that yeah. were dis- discovered in the 40s, right? Like we have whole copies of Old Testament scrolls that have been discovered since that are far, far older. Like we have manuscripts that go de- go within almost a hundred years of the original writing. Uh, some of them even more than that. So I think the oldest one is around 125 A.D. Well, these things are being written in 30, 40, 50 A.D., right? right. So think about how close we're getting yeah. getting now to the originals. And so when you look at the modern translations, the reason that they would have fewer words in them or the reason that certain verses may not be included is because since the translation of the KJV from the Textus Receptus has taken place, we've discovered manuscripts that are older than those. And what we found is is that those verses or those words were not in these older manuscripts, that they appear to be something that was integrated through this copying process like I was talking about earlier. And so out of an effort not to be deceptive, not to cater to modern sensibilities, but rather in the name of accuracy, in the name of reliability and trustworthiness, they have struck these words so that we have something that is more closely aligned with the original autographs. We don't have any of the original autographs left. Like if we had those, that would like settle settle the case, right? Now, and I know I've talked a lot, but I want to clarify one other thing. Because I, th- I think that a Christian could hear about variants and this copying process and additions in the Texas Receptus that have been... And I think they can say, well, I don't know that I can trust my Bible at all now. Yeah, th- th- That's, of course, not the case. Again, I, was you, I was about to ask you. That's why I... Yeah. I, again, you... If you read Homer's Iliad and you think, well, this is a, a good, reliable transmission of what Homer originally said, then we have far, far, far more copies of what God's Word has said. And we're able to compare all of those copies and to see where the, the Scriptures are. And 98% of the variants that we have are so insignificant that you would not even, like, it would be the, a, a word that is in different places, right? That doesn't change... The, the meaning of any of them, it would not lead to any major revision of any of the any of the chapters. And, and in that two percent, like I'm thinking about uh, John chapter eight. So in John chapter eight, it starts with that story of the woman caught in the act of adultery. Um, and there's a long note, if you'll notice, yes. at the at the at the bottom yeah. of your Bible. And it's because as we've went back, we've discovered that in the older manuscripts, that particular story is not there now. You read that story, the reason it was probably brought in is it's probably true. It's pro- it probably really happened. It doesn't it doesn't compromise or contradict a single significant doctrine of the Bible, does it? So so but it's probably true. It doesn't contradict a single doctrine of the Bible. It just maybe wasn't a part of the original autographs, right? It was probably something that the apostles knew were true and passed it down, and then they thought, man, that's just too good, right? Like, we've got to we've got to save that 
um, for, for posterity. And so what you'll find is whenever there are variants, all of the variants that we've been able to identify, all of the potential uh, verses that are in question, none of them contradict significant doctrine. Hmm. None of them make um, faith-altering <clears throat> differences. The, the scriptures that we hold in our hands and that we preach from, we have the utmost confidence that it is the inspired word of God, that it is without error, that it is without falsehood, that it is sufficient, that it is authoritative, that it is instructive for us. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like we have nothing. To, I have nothing. Andrew may have something to add. I have nothing to add to that. But you in your, uh, in your manuscript... Um, of kind of what we were talking about in, in writing, um, what would you suggest? I kind of said it before. I just want you to re- reiterate that. What, what would you suggest for translations wise? Like, like, yeah. So okay, I think I think this is a, a good. So when you think about translations, there's really a spectrum that I think is yeah. helpful for you to think about. And every translation, apart from the original autographs, is on the spectrum. And it has to be. Okay, so the spectrum that I'm talking about is what we call a formal equivalency and a dynamic equivalency. Okay, a dynamic equivalency translation is like thought for thought. So the translators, they read what is in the original language, and then their goal is to capture that thought in our language, right? So so that is going to look the least perhaps, or it's going to, maybe the least is the wrong way to say it. It's going to look less like the original word for word, but it's going to capture what the original writer was communicating. Because you got to think, there are certain idioms, certain metaphors, certain uh, figures of speech that are used in every language that cannot be translated into another language. They won't, mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. There are things, yeah. us in the South especially, right? If you don't believe that, try using Google Translate and send an email to that's somebody right. in Ecuador. That's right. Gr- happened a, to me last week. That's a, that's a great <laughs> example, right? Seriously, just dot it out, send it over, and then copy it back in in your language. So what they do, and and they know what these metaphors mean based on their because they you have the scriptures, and then you have all of the other parts of those. So they can compare literature, right? They can compare. They can they can see how people talked at the time. They can they can see how people constructed sense. So what they want to do is communicate to you the meaning of the metaphor or the meaning of the the figure of speech. Then on the formal equivalency side, that's more of a word for word translation. They they want you to be able to take and know the exact word that was being used and, and let you be able to, to put together the pieces, right? Yeah. So there's a spectrum of thought for thought to word for word. But virtually every no that we don't there's no translation that's exactly word for word because it would be incomprehensible for yeah. us for the most part. And there's no translation that is entirely thought for thought for the like that they all integrate in some way both of these principles. So the question is is like where on the spectrum would these translations be? So if we're thinking on the furthest on the thought for thought spectrum, we would think like New Living Translation. That would probably be message. A, right. Well, yeah, and the message really isn't even a translation. So like yeah. the message would be more of a paraphrase. So like it would be like entirely thought for thought, right? right. And then you would go kind of in the middle would be like NIV or the CSB. Mm-hmm. It would kind of be somewhere in the middle there. So very, all of these are very good, strong translations. Then on the ESV, which is what I use, it's going to lean much more on the 
on the formal equivalency side. The, the KJV is going to be more on the formal equivalency side or the word-for-word side. And then the New American Standard, it's going to be the farthest that, that I'm aware of yeah. uh, out of our modern translations on the word-for-word. And like the difference. So let me give you an example. The difference between an ESV and an NASV, the reason I, you, I've chosen ESV. The ESV is, makes its goal, so it takes word-for-word, but then it rearranges the sentences so that it's easier for us to read them in the way that we construct our sentences in our mm-hmm. in the way that we talk right now, right? Where the NASB tries to the best of its ability to actually conserve those original sentence structures. So if you read the NASB sometimes, it's a bit clunky, right? Like yeah. it's, it's just a bit difficult to read, and it's because they're trying to follow the best that they can that, sen- that original syntax, the construction of those sentences, where the ESV, to me, is just a little bit more readable. So if you're to answer your question, like which version should you use, I think I think that's different for different people. Okay, yeah. so if, if I was buying a Bible for a junior high student, I would probably buy them an NLT. It's written on an eighth grade level. Um, it's, it's understandable. It's sound. I think they make some interpretive decisions that are not always my favorite, but it's not, again, none of which are going to greatly alter doctrine. The translators that are behind it are good, sound, God-fearing, Bible-loving translators who who are scholars. So I would probably buy that for them. If it's if it's someone that has heard the ESV and they're like, man, it's just hard for me to really connect sometimes, I probably would go like a CSV. Um, I think the CSV and the translation work they've done at Lifeway has been phenomenal, and I think it's been fantastic. And the NIV, I feel the same way about it. And and so I would, I, I think it's a good, readable, easy to understand version of the Bible. My my preference has continued to be the ESV because I like the word-for-word nature, and I feel like it's still readable. I feel like it's still accessible for mm. for average Christians. Um, but I think also Christians that have grown up their whole lives reading and studying the KJV and are able to uh, uh, <clears throat> understand the Old English and read it and, and treasure it, I think they should stay with it. Like yeah. I, I think I think they should. I don't think they should feel any compulsion at all. I might recommend like having a modern translation beside it to help you with some of those trickier words and um, and help you see some of the differences. I, th- I think that could be helpful, but I think you should stay with it. Like I, I think it, I think it's a very sound translation. It's beautifully written. It's it's are beautifully translated. It's uh, it's it's well it's been well done. So and I I yeah. believe I may be wrong, but I believe in the past that you have made reference to KJV. Absolutely. Uh, translations. Yeah, so, so when I'm preaching, I read all of the translation, yeah. the text in all of those translations. Yeah. And that's one thing you've taught, I think you taught us, mm-hmm. is when we when we study for a message, just we don't strictly stick to our translation. We we open it open yeah. it wide open. I will so. almost always start with like a thought for thought if I'm just to read a whole whole book, whole mm-hmm. chapter, and then I will kind of squeeze it down into the ESV or CSV or well, I have, and you guys' experience has probably been similar to mine. What, what's encouraging to me is, you know, I'll read six or seven different translations when I'm getting re- getting ready to preach, and uh, for the most part, the it, it, there's no no distinction, you know, it, because what I'm looking for when I'm, and the reason I'm reading all this is I want to see where the distinctions are so that I can identify 
a, a, a particular word where the translators had to make an interpretive decision of some sort yeah. because I want I want to go and I want to I want to get behind that a little bit and try to identify where they had to make that decision I think the most important part and I think this is kind of where I was going to with the conversation earlier was uh, understanding the words and what they really mean versus taking face value a lot of times with what they're saying so like where my ESV and his New King James was saying saying one word, but in a different translation, in the sense of Greek translation, it meant something different than what we thought it meant. Mm-hmm. And so, but yet again, to say that that when you go to that, I, I know what this says, but it's not what the Bible says. And like in this, the sense of sticking to your guns of this is the only translation. This is the uh, this is. This quite literally means exactly what it well, means. Well, what's funny is even with our English words, even with our, our good English translations, sometimes we mean different things by the very same English words that we use, yeah. right? And sometimes we import kind of our experience and our understanding of a word that when they use when they chose that particular English word was not the reason that they were using it, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that can be a point of I didn't, confusion. I didn't understand that well until I went to Africa mm-hmm. and was was preaching over there and I know uh, all, both of y'all too uh, just the simple thing of like I set up my, my sermon of you know I was talking about hunting well hunting to them is is poaching in a sense right yeah. I mean like so Cody's like Cody warns says, hey you might not want to say hunting because they'll think you're a poacher and then like <laughs> I don't know if I turn off to anything you're about to say I was like that is a good that is a thank you contextualization <laughs> yeah. yeah so Anyway, so um, I believe translation is very important. I believe that um, uh, you know studying all those those scriptures uh, together. I mean, like that's 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 really awesome. I mean, you study six different translations most of the time for every sermon. Um, where mine is like maybe three or four. You know, three. I'd say three. And uh, so I just don't want Christians to live in unnecessary confusion. And yeah. I think it's unfortunate that people create memes and things like that that are, are confusing when you're 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 trying to navigate the Christian life the best that you can and we unnecessarily burden the conscience of faithful Christians yeah. and y'all that's the opposite of the gospel yeah. mm-hmm. and and so like if I can encourage you please don't get your theology from Facebook please don't get your theology from the his, from the history channel yeah. um, please don't get it from some blog that you found on Google like there, there are just <laughs> the first one that came up. There are. That's the first one. I can go to it. You, it's it, not every well is clean water. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. And and so before you make the drastic decision to to throw out your translation or to or to feel guilty for what you've been studying, stop and slow down, and and really seek out a Christian brother or sister that you trust and have that conversation. Yeah. So let's let's cover what we're not saying here because I feel like this is going to be this this we, somebody could hear half of this and then listen to the end and totally People bypass. People don't do that on the internet. I know, totally bypass everything that we just said and everything that Cody. I mean, like just you can listen to us in double speed. I know, really, really good. So what we're not saying is we're not saying that because you have a, a certain translation that that's not the right translation. Um, what we're saying is you saying that your translation is the only translation is wrong. I think uh, it's sin. Uh, yes. And uh, so that 
And, and I think that is very clear in what we've, what we've talked about today. And so, but you mentioned, you mentioned, so this is, I, I want to kind of segue a little bit. So you mentioned water. Uh, you brought up, you yeah. brought up water. And so that really sparked my mind. Uh, we want to create a segment on here uh, of our podcast. I really think it's going to be the most popular of all time. Oh, yeah. And they, they want it, and this will be at the end. This will be at the end. Oh, okay. They, so guess they, go they have to the stick the entire time. It's yeah. a little dessert treat. Exactly. Oh, I like dessert. There you go. And See what I did there? Man, that's good. Okay. So, as you can tell, for the ones that are watching, uh, we have, or I have, Aquafina water. I guess that's today's uh, podcast being brought to you by Aquafina. Unofficially. Uh, unofficially. Um, Label out, of course. Uh, Adrian knows about that. Um, <laughs> like Nick Saban. <laughs> uh, but Ooh, so we are bringing up. We're going to introduce something to you guys. Cody, you want to set this up too? Yeah, you got it. Okay. I've all right. A lot. I know. No. All right. So I, I feel bad. Like you have all the intelligent stuff, and we're just like over here joking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, when you wrote that out, I was looking at that like. You almost said word for word what you were saying, and it bothers me so bad that you can do that. <laughs> like you wrote, like I don't know, you wrote this what two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Oh no, I wrote, I wrote that years ago. Okay, years ago, I years ago. That makes I, it even worse. Okay, yeah, so like I was looking and I was like, okay, he said I mean, that. I read it today. Okay, so yeah, but still, like you, you didn't, you weren't looking at it, and you just memorized all that. That's insane. Because he's a robot. I did it. I'm not a robot. Again, if you're one and we all knew, would you want us to tell you? <laughs> I, I do want to know, but I am not a robot. <laughs> this I know. Bet. This, I, this, Bet I know. this goes back to a previous he's podcast. Gonna, he's going to plug up tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Battery's getting low. All right. So, uh, but we... It's internalized, not this, memorized. This came up during lunchtime. And so, uh, we are introducing uh, this new segment called Culture with Andrew. Um, and the reason why we're calling it Culture with Andrew is because we've noticed over the past, since Andrew has come on, the sophistication yeah. to the table. Absolutely. Since Andrew has become on, come on staff, the the there's there's been things that have changed. Uh, it's been subtle. Yes, not, it's been not subtle. All have been my fault. So, supposedly, there's he been claims one variable. Yeah, that'd be so, Andrew I hate Pakistani barbecue. <laughs> evidently, I was not picking up the right waters um, for Miss Pat, and so. We have yeah, Deer Park. Evidently, is, is not your favorite water, right? Deer Park is not your favorite. I can't there's, say what I think it is. <laughs> there's several. There's several. Evidently, my bottled water was not choice. Our standard of living has went up substantially. Yes. That's what isn't fantastic. Can I take a poll? No, you can't. Your, your time's coming. Okay. <laughs> Since Andrew has been on, before Andrew came on staff, I could not name to you every time I picked a bottle of water out of our staff fridge, it was at a different label. I couldn't name you a single one of them. No. He's been on staff a month, and all of a sudden I look down, and there's name brand water. Yeah. I'm like, oh. It's fantastic, by the way. I'm it not, does taste I mean, better. It yeah, does. it does. But I, I was like, apparently our water wasn't good enough for Nunnally. So we, we go to conferences. Yeah, go Do ahead. you want to talk about that? We go to conferences. I don't get a timeout. We go to conferences. I don't get a timeout. And okay. you, we're going to eat. And look, the, it's not that we're spending more money or anything. The money, the expense is the same. He can't eat at a chain restaurant. We have to that drive. That is not true. We have to drive <laughs> 30 like minutes out of the way to eat at some hole-in-the-wall breakfast place that is mediocre, mediocre, because he spends the whole night researching these restaurants. Uh, Andrew and I have been hanging out for a long time. I, I mean, I, I consider the two guys at this table my very best friends in the world. So I, I feel like I know them well. But there was 
about five years where we weren't hanging out as much as we had in the past. And something happened over that five years that's trans. I don't know. All of a sudden, this guy from Abel, he has to have the best of the best. He's sitting over here. He has to have the best. He, no, no off-brand water for me. No chain restaurants for me. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try that extra Look, cheesecake. You gotta be. You gotta be easy because his his mom may be listening. We yeah, don't want to. We don't want to Kay uh, Nunley knows that I say all of this in love. Listen, here, all of, these are just observations of the truth. Anyway, he, he did not a single one. The he, water, I'll go. I will go toe to toe on the water thing. Okay, the water, whatever. But what, what did I get today? Sam's he, Choice, the cheapest water you can get. Deny the fact that you've gotten a bit bougie on all of your tastes since when? <laughs> Over the last five years, I've been it. Um, he knows it. He knows it. Maybe it's just because I've experienced more. <laughs> I, mean, I am the oldest at the table. Hey, this Joker can't just go through McDonald's drive through. No, can't it's do not that. that. It's, I have an issue. And I'll, I'll, give me, I'll, give yeah, me my, give a, me my two seconds. Here we go. Right, I'll admit that. Do we need a timeout? But I, a timeout. Okay. I have a major problem. If if you're going to drive to South Carolina or Mobile or West wherever, and say, you know what, for dinner tonight, let's go to McDonald's. That is an absolute issue with me. I have no problem eating McDonald's. I eat McDonald's a lot for breakfast. But as I straight up like, hey, let's go to dinner. Okay, what is local? What is what is close by? What is something we've never had before? That is would, that so wrong? That it, it would make sense to me if the restaurant of choice was right beside Applebee's. It's the <laughs> yeah. fact that we have to drive it's, 20, yeah. 30 minutes Past Applebee's, one time, miles one time. off of the interstate. Were you not excited that whole time in Durham? What about Montgomery? Dur- Montgomery, when we when we were going down the state convention, we drove a long way off the interstate that time too. Yeah, it was about twenty minutes. <laughs> it happens a lot but, more than he but realizes. Every time, it happens a lot more than he realizes. You get excited about it. <laughs> you get excited, man. I can't wait to get there. I just looks well, great. Just it I love good. you. I'm excited Whatever. for you. Can, that's can that's we bring up? Um, can we bring up uh, Georgia when we went fly fishing? Yeah, sure. When whenever we were trying to pick a restaurant, by the way, we ended up going to Zaxby's. But he was on his phone. Oh, the that was the time. first time I actually almost got in the flesh about it. Yeah, like he was on his phone researching everything. I wasn't researching. I, was on the I needed to eat so bad. Yeah. my blood sugar was gone. But he was on Yelp trying to find out what like a five star, four star, and he would say that he would say, "Well, this is a two star restaurant," or and I'm like, "Is Zaxby's?" That's what you do. Like, <laughs> did you really want to go to rallies? No. But I just never, I never Drop think. Four hours away to eat rallies. McDonald's is a one star. I just go, hey McDonald's, they got. I know what they have. They got Big Macs. I'm, I'm hungry. I think I like that. Yeah. Man, COVID had hit and there was nothing open. Y'all, y'all. There were, there were, there were things open, but yeah, no, we I, sat for four hours in the line. Exactly. I think we turned around once or twice in Helen too. We did. That wasn't my fault. Y'all missed the turn. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Hey, everything looks the same in Helen too. By the way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, no, that is not fair. I was like. Is that a Waffle House Everything or a thing? Yeah. So your taste buds have refined. Yeah. Your I sensibilities have like refined. Okay. So since you lie. like good food, this is why we're doing culture with Andrew. That's right. That leads us to our newest segment. Yeah. So if I wanted to take my wife out on a nice dinner date, start over. <laughs> where would you want? Where would you suggest I go? What's your limits? 
Say I didn't have any limits. Any, any, He's got Mark Cuban's Black American Express. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, that's not fair. This is anniversary. 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 Oh, for instance, eleven year anniversary. Eleven year anniversary is coming up. That I mean, like, <laughs> how do you do an anniversary trip with your COVID? I mean, I don't, Are you I staying don't. overnight or just? just no, nah, we got three kids. Overnight. We can't do that. I would say um, if you're just. In this hand, I didn't bring this up earlier, but uh, I don't know if they're still open or not. But I would go to Buttermilk Hill in Silicaga. <laughs> oh, that looks, looks good. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Is that, that the bed and breakfast you're talking about? Or no, it's not bed and breakfast. That is good. It's yeah. fantastic. It is very good. If that's, but that's a special what is occasion. This? That's a, I would have once to get a year. To Spring House myself. And who told you about Spring House? Well, I mean, that would be you. Because you know, I know exactly who to call. Actually, you didn't even call me. Well, my wife. Your wife texted well, me. She, think about so, it. She and I both know if there is somebody that we need to go to a, <laughs> for a swanky restaurant. I'm digging myself in a hole here. You're the first one we call. Andrew, you can call I Andrew. I haven't been to Spring I call House. Andrew Nunley and I call Matt Alexander. Those are my oh, two wow. bougie you know, friends. Matt Whoa. Alexander. Those are the two guys that I, I call. I did not. Right. Wow. Those nice. are the two guys that I call. And I'm a little bit close. Andrew and I are a little bit closer, so he's usually my first call. Wow. I'm pretty good about that. Yeah. You put him up there with Matt Alexander. I mean, like. I think my face is a little red. I if you I start dressing like him though, like uh, fantastic, that's not I need I need you to dress like bow tie. No bow tie. Really? No, I got too small of a neck. Man, he, what? It bothers me how sharp dressy he is. We used to work at Brooks Brothers. He's an FPC guy. Oh, he did. He used to work at Brooks Brothers. Mm. Is that what it is? is that where he got it from? Oh yeah. But I mean, if finances weren't an issue, I'd, I'd run to I'd run to Run to Silicaga. Now, if you're just wanting to do something local, Rick's Crossroad Grill. Marie's. Marie. Linda Marie. Marie. Linda Marie's is fantastic. Is. Wait, wait, wait. Cape Springs. Cape Springs. Cape Springs. Have you not been there? I've been to Cape Springs, but I never. Uh. Anyway, fantastic stuff. But we're gonna be Most doing we're gonna be doing culture with Andrew. He's also been Don't professionally trained musically. Yes. So I mean, he's he can sing in French and German and all that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> By the way, I heard his story. Have you not? Can you not? <laughs> I could. Say what I'm saying. Story. It was the test he was taking one time, and he had to sing. I guess in German. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And you just made a bunch of stuff up? Oh, I made crap up the whole time. <laughs> and I got I got called out on it. <laughs> I got busted out. That's uh, awesome. What is no, what? My professor pulled me to the table. He said, do you, know, do you know a single word you said? <laughs> I said, I know it's some German love song about a trout. <laughs> is that Ellen? That's, that's, is that Ellen Jordan right there? Yes, Di Frelli. That's all I got. What was that again? Di Frelli. Di Frelli. No, you're not saying it right. <laughs> it looks like die for real. And what's funny is my brother was actually my cousin uh, playing piano for me that year. Yeah, yeah. And he, he couldn't play it. <laughs> a man of culture. He hated my guts for it. I always just underestimated that how, what a man of culture Andrew was. Yeah, that's my should. confession. You know, I'm not that's my only, confession. Thank you. I'm not the only people from, person from Abel that power ruler. This has been fantastic. So um, I hope that you go try Springhouse in... Uh, it's in uh, Alex City. Alex I can't City? truly vouch for that. I've never actually eaten there. I have okay. actually eaten there. It's fantastic. All right. So, and yours was. Hey, but buckle up on the price. I would say Wellhouse, buttermilk, say? buttermilk Hill in Silicaga. Buttermilk Hill. What do they have there? Anything you want. Oh, yeah. Is it wanky? Is it good or is it just it's like, like regular it's food? It's, it's high like classic. Price. No. It's no, similar it's, to classic. It's very. But I think it's maybe one notch above classic. Because it's, it's a better setting. Because it's much smaller and it's not as. They we still love classic, by the way. People yeah, classic probably is the best food Local. around here. Yeah. Okay. But Springhouse. Well, uh, Holly, Spring you're probably you're probably listening to this, so we'll probably go to Springhouse this Saturday or uh, the the Churn and Butter place. Buttermilk What'd you say? Hill. Come on. Buttermilk Hill. Buttermilk Hill. Buttermilk. That's Hill. an hour closer too. So. Uh, I don't know. Happy anniversary, Holly. 
Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you better take out a long. Now we're close to that. No, they're not. Yes, they are. That has been culture with Andrew. Thank you. That up right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thank you all so much uh, for taking the time to listen to this podcast. We know that there's millions out there, and for some reason, you chose to click on this one. So, um, thank you. you. Yes, thank you uh, for joining us. We hope to join you again soon. Uh, until then, live smart. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're closing here. That's Sorry. fine. Don't worry about it. Just tell you that. <laughs> until, until next time, live sin.